are in our relationship series, and I'm going to interview some folks. But before I do that, I want to—I just want to say what a great job uh, our campus pastors did speaking while I was away. I was in Africa, and uh, we have a Daystar campus. Actually, we have ten Daystar campuses in Uganda. It's pretty amazing to see and see how God has grown that. I brought back some pictures. Can I show you guys some pictures? You ready for some pictures? All right. So um, we're. This is the first picture. This is. Um, so, this is actually, I, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's the early service on Sunday when I was there. Um, it's a great church, and we, we bless so many orphans. The orphans really blessed us. If you go to the next picture, see, show them all these kids. Uh, we were able to uh, support a lot of orphans. Um, we, we won't stay on that too long because that little kid didn't have any pants on, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cute. Uh, but we went to some orphanages. Uh, Daystar has two orphanages that we support every kid in those orphanages. And they're just precious little kids just like that will touch your heart. So right here, this is a fantastic, we baptized, this is a mass baptism. We baptized 704 people in one day. These are all first time believers in Jesus Christ. That was so amazing. We went from there, we did this massive food distribution for people in need, had 50 more people who wanted to be baptized that got saved from the food distribution, went right back out there, baptized more people. It was such a spiritual moment, very, very powerful. Uh, and I also found this gorilla in the, uh, in the jungle. Uh, we went through a, you're looking at me like I'm making this up. That, 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 I was like 10 feet from that gorilla. We went on a gorilla trek up in the uh, mountains and uh, you can see these gorillas. Now, if you decide to go to Africa, you don't have to do that, okay? Uh, you don't have to go on the gorilla uh, trek. Thank you for those pictures. Um, but we would love for you to go on a mission trip. We're doing fantastic mission trips around the world. That Africa trip is, uh, it's, it's kind of tough on the, the travel part, is difficult and it's, it's more costly trip. Uh, would love for you to do that trip, but there's some other trips that are more sort of entry level, get your feet wet, uh, some trips to Mexico and different places that we have missions. So would love for you to do that little commercial for our missions department. Hey, um, I've got a couple young people here that I know are good Christian leaders, and I wanted them to speak to you today. They are not a couple, even though there's two of them. Um, I want to make that real clear at the very outset. Jacob uh, here is uh, a student at Daystar College. He's also dating a girl named Rachel, um, who's a student at Daystar College, and Ashley is a graduate of Highlands College and has uh, was in our church, came back after college. She's on our staff now. Ashley's not dating anybody, so boys, you know there's a chance for you, okay? I just want to say that it is Valentine's Day, all right? Um, but we've been talking about relationships and marriage. We're going to continue this series for a couple more weeks. Today is especially about people who are not married. Now, as I wrote the message, I realized a lot of what I'm talking about today is going to really help married people as well, but we are focusing on single people. Now, what I call single is if you're not married, okay? That's what I call single. You're not married yet. So um, we're going to ask these guys some questions a little bit right now. Uh, I'll start with you, Jacob. Um, uh, Jacob, um, you know, you're a guy who is not uh, out there talking all the time. You're not all the time trying to be the center of attention, but it occurs to me that you are very clear on what you're looking for. You know, you're not jumping into a relationship too quick and you found a good relationship. Talk about how you got there. Like, how do you get to that place? Um, I got there first by really just pressing into God and really making sure that relationship was in good hands first, because that's where everything starts. If you're not comfortable with yourself and if you're not 
comfortable at a point to where God is your everything, to where you don't, if you don't have that relationship with Christ at its like best potential in your life, that doesn't mean you have to have everything perfect, but that just means that he's your everything and you're content in that season. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that season will never end. That just means that for that time and that place, like you're content in that moment. Because once you're there, God will bring forth that blessing. He'll bring that person into your life. He'll give you opportunities, and he'll just bless you in that area. Yeah. So that's and where it starts. That, that's really good. We had a little preview talk um, at my house yesterday, and you, you, you kind of were saying the same thing, Ashley. Uh, I'll just let you go with that. Talk about that same <laughs> feeling of like who you are in Christ and how you get there. Yes. So I learned this specifically in 2019 at the beginning. I didn't know as believing this lie that I only bring value to the table if I'm in a relationship. And that's such a lie, the enemy. We have value no matter what stage of life we're in. And so I learned that if we're always finding our value in the yeses and nos that we get in life, no matter where it's coming from, relational or in your job, our emotions are going to be like this. And we're going to be led by those emotions. So one day we're going to feel like on top of the world, like we can conquer anything. And then the next day we're going to feel lower than dirt and we're not going to feel worthy or like we even should have a good thing in our life. But I found if you can pre-find, if that's even a word, if you can pre-find your value in the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you know that you are already chosen. You're already being pursued. You're already loved. You are enough. And you're not going to try and find that in a relationship. Mm. Yeah. So do you feel like a lot of people you're on social media, you're interacting with a lot of, uh, young women. So do you find there are a lot of people that, um, maybe, maybe they're expecting something out of a relationship or out of a guy that it's just not possible to, to get? Oh my goodness, yes. So I'm 25 and I've never dated, but all my friends have. And so all these girls will message me on social media or they'll ask me in person, you know, why isn't this working? Why am I dating all these guys? And they check all the like physical appearance boxes, but like when we get to the deeper stuff, it flops. And I'm like, well, where are you finding your worth? Like, what are you looking for in this guy? And they're like, oh, well, I want him to bring me joy. I want him to make me feel loved. I want him to make me feel, uh, I don't know, filled up. And could you imagine if Rachel came up to you and was like, listen, Jacob, I want you to fill my cup with the fruits of the Spirit. You would not be able to do that. It would immediately crumble. And so it's impossible to place godly, only what God can do on a human being. And you set up the relationship for failure. So I've never thought about it like this, but what you just basically said is you're a a person who's doing that is asking someone to be the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Because the fruit of the Spirit is like... Only through the Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's pretty crazy. Uh, um, that'd be a lot of pressure, wouldn't it, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, I just need you to be lot. the Holy Spirit. I need you to have wavy, pretty hair and uh, really deep eyes I can lose myself in and be the Holy Spirit. That's a lot of pressure, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so so uh, in contrast to that, what are you trying to bring to a relationship, Jacob? You're going in there, you're dating a, a great young girl that I know she lived in our house for a little while. Uh, she's a Daystar College student. What are you just trying to bring to the table? I guess what I'm trying to bring is just like, you know, I, I can't be everything for her. Like, she has to find that in God. Like, you have to have your identity in God before you mm. get into a relationship. Because if you're trying to find that, going off of what you're saying, like, if you try to find who you are in someone else, it's going to crumble. Like, it, it's just not going to work. And so what I can bring is, like, I, I can be there for you. I'll encourage you. I'll bring you up. Like, I'll help you follow God. I'll serve God with you. Mm. Like, 
And that's something you need to look for in someone. It's just someone that you can do life with. Someone that, you know, despite whatever's going on around you, like, is anchored with God. Like, is going to elevate you and has your best intentions mm-hmm. in mind. Yeah. And I think that's important. And, and there's a difference in someone who elevates you and someone who carries you. Yes. Right? So you don't want somebody that, you know, just, just constantly, you, they, they're your hope. Because what about when they go away? Right when they when, when you're just constantly leaning, leaning, leaning on them for everything, when they go away, or even if they don't go away, they just disappoint you. Right? Then that that person is going to completely disappear, and you're gonna you're gonna fall completely. Um, anything else you would add? Yeah, I would just say that if you are feeling like that person is, you know, your Holy Spirit and your pillar, and they do disappoint you, then you've just got the wrong idea of what a relationship is supposed to be like. So what Jake was saying, I would just say. Get right with God and find your value there. And then no matter what comes and goes, like you're a pillar, you're not going to be tossed with the waves. That's right. And desperation is never a good thing, right? <laughs> when you're just desperate, I got to have somebody. All my friends have somebody. Talk about your ability to go, you know, I'm, and you said it at the top, but I know who I am in Christ. I'm not going to be desperate. Uh, how do you get past that? Have you ever felt any feelings like I, I'm, I'm like desperation. How do you get past that if you do? I mean, I am human and I'm a single girl in this world. So uh, yes, I have felt the desperation for a relationship. Um, I would say you just lean not on your own understanding. Mm. You're in the middle of it. So you're like, this is all I'm feeling and your emotions are heightened and you're like on edge. But you really need those godly friends that are around you that can be like, hey, you're acting a little crazy. It's Valentine's Day. Have you been watching Hallmark love movies and listening to love songs? Because, whoo, girl, you know, you need people to like pull the reins back and give you those good boundaries and say, this isn't you. This isn't the Ashley we know. And so when you have that, you know, mentors, people in your life that are older have been there, done that, they can give you warning signs of like, hey, it's coming up on Valentine's Day or, hey, so-and-so is about to get engaged. Don't cry. It's okay, you know? <laughs> Remember last time when you went crazy? Let's don't do that this time. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Give them a hand. I think this is great, brave for them to be up here with me. Thank you so much. And we are going to talk about dating today. Um, don't tune me out. If you've been married 25 years, I promise you this is going to be something good for you as well. Um, and, and there's really no Bible verse. There's no Bible story or biblical like example of dating because in the Bible, dating wasn't a thing. Dating is cultural. It's something that fits our culture and it's kind of what we do. And we do it really poorly a lot. Uh, but the fact of dating is not necessarily sinful or wrong. Just doing it the wrong way is, is no good. So what I want to do today is give you a few principles that the Bible speaks about this. I'd love for you to follow along. And I do want to say this. If you're joining us online, please share the video. Uh, everybody, especially young people, need to hear what we're talking about today. You might have some friends that are not in church or whatever. They didn't come today. It's bad weather or whatever. Please share, share, share this video. Here's the first principle. Number one. Deal with your past before you build your future. I need an amen to help me out here now. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to be talking about S-E-X today. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get weird. You're not even doing that. Just at least say that. Just say, don't get weird. You got weird immediately, like when I was talking about not getting weird. Okay, it's going to be like that today. I'm like, it's like two points from now. I was not, I'm just like easing you into it, all right? All right, so your past 
is not where you think you left it. All right? You have a past, and it doesn't stay where you left it. Like, I'm going to draw the line in the sand. I'm going to leave that relationship. I'm going to leave that family. I'm not going to be a part of that. And then I'm going to go over here. Here's what happens is there's a rope tied to your past, and stuff follows you. Your emotions, your hurts, the pain, the wounds, uh, bad opinions, wrong feelings, it follows you. And so when, when you're trying to be a whole you, you heard these guys talk so much about the best way to find Mr. Right is to be Mrs. Right right? The best way to find Mrs. Right is to be Mr. Right. The beginning stages of this whole thing is is finding who you are. And and to get there, you need to take inventory of what you've been through. Look at, look through your past, the hurts, the mistakes, the, maybe, maybe with your family, there was some trauma or some, even abuse. You you have to process and deal with that. You know, maybe, uh, you know, a lot of times a, a woman who was raised in a home without a godly father or even, even an abusive father will, will have some real man issues. A lot of times they're very clingy to men and a lot of times the wrong men. And you need to, if that's you, you need to know that about yourself. You need to be honest. And, and Ashley talked about having mentors. You need to be honest with those mentors about that. A lot of times, uh, women who have, uh, not had a good godly role model in their life will be, uh, uh, falsely accusing of other men who've done nothing to deserve it. You need to know that about yourself and, and don't torpedo a relationship before it even begins. A lot of times men who didn't have a godly father in their life, they have a, they have authority issues, you know, or maybe they had someone in their life, a mother who was domineering or a father who was uh, abusive and they're, you know, I'll never be that way. And, and then you kind of react overboard. You have to be honest with yourself. Look closely in the mirror. Have godly friends that will help you understand where you are. If you grew up really rich or really poor, you might have a skewed view of finances. If your parents divorced, you might be more inclined to think that that's inevitable or it's an option for you. And so maybe you need some counseling to deal with those things. Maybe you need to deal with uh, those things through a good, godly, small group and some godly friendships. See, here's where God wants you. This is what God wants for you. Psalm 103 and 3. It says, God forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases, and he redeems me from the death and from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed. Everybody say renewed. Now say it like this. Say renewed. Like it was new and it's not new anymore and he can make it new again. That's what that word means. He renews my youth like the eagles. And what God is saying here is, I know you've been through some stuff. I know there's some pain. I know you've sinned. You've made some mistakes. I I know that stuff has happened to you. I know that you have happened to you. Raise your hand if you have ever happened to you. And it's been, yeah. So sometimes somebody else did something to you. Sometimes you messed yourself up. This verse says God knows all that stuff. And here's what he wants. Forgiveness for you. Healing for you. He wants to redeem, bring back what you lost, right? And he wants to renew your youth. And he does that not by you retreating somewhere into a corner and waiting on things to get better. But he does that when you engage with the people of God. That's what small groups are all about. That's why we have so we, we press that so much that you connect with other godly people, that you get a friend group around you. You know, when you come to faith, I don't suggest you abandon all your friends, right? But you do ask yourself, what, what am I feeding from? And do I have godly people who are speaking into my life? You know, you might become a light to that friend group, but you're not going to be a light out there by yourself. You got to connect with godly people. In fact, we have uh, one, one group that uh, is specifically designed to help you get past 
your past, and that is freedom groups. Freedom groups are fantastic. There's several of them at every uh, at every campus of Daystar. And, and I want to say this, we, we have a good news, bad news things about freedom groups. We have lots of people, hundreds of people, in fact, who want to be in freedom groups. We don't have enough leaders to lead those groups. So I am just making a pledge, an ask right now. If you've been through freedom, you know what it does and what it has done for you. Step up to the plate and lead a group because we're going to have more people sign up. We've extended uh, uh, leader leader applications one more week, which is today, and you can talk with somebody in the lobby and you can sign up. I I just know how this works. We're going to have 30 people trying to get in one small group, and that's not a small group. That's a small church. You know what I'm saying? So we need a lot of people to step up. We'll help you. Somebody will coach you and train you because where it's at, you know, we like to say it like this, that life change doesn't just happen in rows. It happens in circles, you know, with a handful of people who you get to know and you walk through life with. So that's where a lot of dealing with your past is going to happen. Here's what I believe. We are products of our past, but we don't have to be prisoners of our past. God God can set us free from our past. And that's where good relationships begin. Man, that's good if you've been married 30 years or if you've just been looking at that dude across the aisle for three minutes, okay? That's just good stuff, all right? And, And it's good for you. Now, this is especially for people who are in that dating zone. Number two, listen up, ladies. If she's worth it, he should work it. Come on, y'all. Give me an amen to that. This is my favorite point of the whole sermon. I'm going to just settle in here because I'm a dad of daughters. And and I'm going to just say to you ladies, you need to make him pursue you. This new modern thing is just not cool with me. I'm not down with it. I don't like it. And it's a good time for me to go ahead and tell you that this is a controversial sermon. It's going to be countercultural because this is a countercultural book. Everything in here. Does not change. You know, all of our 